Yo, ATX Artist Social listeners, thank you for tuning in to episode three of the ATX Artist Social podcast. I am your co-host Tyson Davis, along with Melissa Rodriguez, Martha Diaz, and Danny Moses. And we are your hosts. Due to COVID-19, we are recording remotely, so please disregard any technical difficulties. Here, We are glad to be here today to talk to you all again, and we thank y'all for tuning in, man. We thank, we're we thankful for all of our listeners who have been keeping up with our podcast, man. Uh, we can't express how much y'all mean to us. I want to bring Lola in so she can tell us a little bit about how she's been dealing with the the uh hardship of being quarantined and stuck in the house how you how you been doing lola i mean i don't think it's a hardship as much as it is for other people because you know i was a stay i've been i've been a stay-at-home mom and my business is from my home so it's kind of just like a little change because my husband's here all the time so that's something to work with <laughs> other than that <laughs> i guess it's been real eye-opener on like what I need to be like, I've been on my straight grind of just putting my energy in a lot of digital content types of things. So that's been good. A lot of stuff I've been needing to work on, including this podcast, because I know you've been putting a lot of yeah. How have you been handling up, David? How you been holding it down? Well, you know, for me, it's been um, kind of the uh, the same situation. You know, most you know, I do mo- most of my work out of the studio, out of the garage, and stuff. So I've been able to get a whole bunch of work done. I've been able to like get some updates that I needed to do on my website and ever since like last week I've just been like testing concrete you know I got a a concrete project that I've been working on for a while now and so I was able to get some supplies in I was able to go out and brave the the six feet distance and go into the the Home Depot just only a hundred of us are allowed in there at a time which is pretty it's actually pretty nice um, to be able to move around Home Depot and not be bumping into a whole bunch of people but yeah I got the supplies I needed and so I've been uh I've been doing that. Traffic has probably been the best it's been in weeks. And (laughs) it feels amazing, right? It's like you feel like kind of some little relief, but at the same time, you're kind of like, uh, but I need it back. Right. You know, (laughs) it's a bad situation, but but some good things are happening and it makes you feel bad to talk about them because I'm just like, uh, yeah, it was pretty nice going out. <laughs> Being able to get my shopping done. I mean, I don't like people around me. No way, so yeah, really got you. Me. Martha, how have you been but, you know. up out here with this quarantine? Well, I've been pretty good. I was actually just joking with my husband the other day that being a housewife is a lot harder when you actually have people around the house all the time. Like actually mm, having to keep. I up. agree. <laughs> Other than that, I've been pretty good. Just catching up with work. Um, I have several logos I've been needing to work on, but being able to sit down in front of the computer and still be able to, you know, make sure to make time for the kids and the family. It's definitely my time is just having to be readjusted. That's all. The life of a creative entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's like super real. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> and I can definitely see once we come out of this whole like quarantine situation, there being some like COVID nineteen oh, babies definitely. running around. Oh yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, there's, there's gonna be some COVID. <laughs> this, not me. I just know. <laughs> A lot of. <laughs> we want to be the outsiders. We want to see the outside. We be the outside right there. 
gonna be a different type of baby right. boom going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would be good for me. It'd be good for me. Oh, yeah, That'd be yeah, like yeah, business yeah. for me. I'd be like, what? Yeah, let's get let me get some COVID nineteen babies coming out right now. <laughs> Start making. There go Lolita. Start making yeah. COVID apparel. <laughs> yeah, she will find a business opportunity. <laughs> of, speaking of uh, all of the artists that are tuning in out there, I still want to hip y'all up to publicartists.org and uh, anyartist.org. Those organizations, those open calls, they're still open, even though the COVID nineteen thing is going on there are still opportunities that are happening right now. So stay involved and stay in tune. So without further ado, ATX Artist Social listeners, we are here with our featured artist of the week, Raya Rose. Raya Rose, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey. We welcome (laughs) you. you. We welcome you, man. We are so excited to have you here and talk about your art. Um, we we I know you personally doing an art show with you, so I have been able to witness your art in firsthand, which is which is all dropping because I think you sold a major painting that first show. That was so dope. That was yes, so thank dope. you, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> and so we're, we're gonna we just want to know a little bit more about like your craft and how long you've been creating art. Um, I I would say I'd always been an artist. I always thought a little bit differently. And I just thought I was weird, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was just kind of introverted and just always thinking of something to do. I could sit for hours and draw pictures or build little model houses or whatever and um, and just be completely content. But I never really thought much of it. Um, I was actually getting ready to go to medical school. Um, I had everything, all my ducks in a row. I had a full scholarship to go study medicine. And then I found out that I was going to have my daughter. And I didn't want to be away from her that much. I knew it would take a lot of my time. And I wanted to be with her. So I became a stay-at-home mom at the age of 18. And um, it just my whole life got redirected. And after about a year of that, <laughs> I started like thinking of things that I needed to do to to stay busy. Like I can't, I couldn't just, uh, you know, I needed something right. for myself. And so I started dabbling. The first thing I tried, I did, I did get my business name, Phoenix Art Studio. Um, the first thing I tried was fashion design, and. I started working under a local fashion designer. We did one show together and I figured there was a lot to learn about it. And I didn't feel like I would, that was the direction I needed to go. So I was going to ask you a question. Um, How is it when it, when you finally start your business, how old was your child? Like when you decided to do the fashion and everything and uh, be under the fashion designer, she's about one years old. Did you feel comfortable mm-hmm. uh, working when she was one at that time? Well, um, I was working for home. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, the fashion design wasn't like in a facility or anything. It was from home. Um, I would just go and, and meet the fashion designer and we would work together. But 
um, it wasn't like full throttle. It was just the beginning, just testing mm-hmm. it out. And, and, you know, it wasn't a lot of time that was consumed. So I was still at home uh, most of the time. Okay. And then I started being asked to make, to draw portraits or tattoo designs. And, mm. you know, I, I was like, well, okay, I can do that. And I just fell in love with it. And then from there, I just started, um, I guess, mingling with different artists and learning different skills. And it just grew and grew and grew over time. Right on, right on. And one thing about what you created, I said you are really in tune and in touch with the feminine, femininity, the, the, the feminine side. Oh jeez! <laughs> help him of womanhood in all of your art. Um, like does does that uh come from somewhere? That a uh, type of style that you have? What, what can you can you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah. Um. You know, I I guess I never thought of it so much. Um. That way, it just comes natural. Uh, I think uh women. And feminine things, I think they're just easier to draw. I think they look better. Um, Damn, you know, we're in a bad masculine. place, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, drawing a guy is very boxy and square, and I, it's just not as yeah. it doesn't flow as well. I don't think. I think it's just the yeah. Okay, so it's. It's not just my pervy side coming out that I'm trying to find, okay? Oh, I feel dude. that way, too. But I thought maybe it was just because that's, you know, <laughs> I have thoughts and mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. things going on. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I do find it. I do, yeah, I it's there's a softness and a beauty to it. Um, maybe some of it comes from inside, too. Just, well, that's my experience. I know the female experience. And, you know, you draw what's familiar to you. And... Also, just coming from a place where uh, I was very, um, how do I say it? I, have, I came from a place where I had very low self-esteem and didn't think much of myself for a long time. And it really hindered my business, too, because, you know, you can't sell anything if you don't think right. your work is that good. Right. <laughs> and right, right. just going through so many things and, and finding a place where I just realized, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm good enough. I do amazing things and I need to just own up to it and, you know, just being a female and recognizing that as a female, that I'm beautiful the way that I am, I'm okay. And I think that shows through a lot in my art too. Just the fact, the idea of having that confidence in yourself. So I have a question and it goes along with your time about networking and all that. How do you feel like that has helped you grow in the way that you have like do you feel like the people that you surround yourself with help you grow uh do you feel like they also help you come up with the work that you do and who you start working with um i life has just happened for me (laughs) (laughs) you know for the good and the bad Um, there's some really bad things that have happened that have really boosted me into the place that i am there's some some good things that just kind of fall into place that i didn't expect um I'd say the biggest thing that has affected me is is the divorce that I had a few years ago. Um, you know, I won't go all the way into it, but it was very it's very difficult for me. But um, through it, I had to decide if you know if I'm going to sink yeah. or float. And I think a lot of my confidence came from that. Like, okay, I'm gonna 
I'm going to make it. I'm going to survive and I'm going to figure this thing out. I can't let go of my, my art. You know, it, it's part of me. I'm going to figure out how to do this and take care of my kids. Yeah. And I have a question. I have a question on that. I know a couple of people that have gotten like on from the women's perspective, gotten a divorce when they've had a business, right? Mm -hmm. Every single one of them that I hear that is common is that some of them debate about letting go of them building something that they've been building for the, for years, you know? So what made mm -hmm. you, what was your turning point to where you were just like, I'm going to, what was the, the factor that just, what hit you where you were just like, no, I need to keep pushing this and I can survive and be independent and take care of my kids without another person being involved. Ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I think I've always. Never. Yeah. Always yeah. 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 That's real. I've always, yes. I think I've always been a little flighty in that area. Um, I've never been put in boxes. I don't think growing up, growing up with my, my family, my parents, I've never been put in boxes and told you can't do this. You can't do that. I think that anything is, is possible. And I think in, I work better under stress, I think mm -hmm. <laughs> because I made some very bold decisions at that point. I was actually living in Colleen at the time. Um, you know, everything is much less expensive than in the Austin area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> Preach. Yes. And uh, so I was living there. Um, and actually, when I was married, my husband at the time actually paid all the bills. Like, I mean, I would have my business. But like I said, not having enough confidence, I didn't do that well. But you've grown, though. Yes. Yeah. No, no, I've grown. And so at mm -hmm. the point of my divorce, I actually decided to move to Austin with my two kids <laughs> going, you know, while paying for you know, the court fees and everything. I decided to move to Austin to a bigger place, more expensive, um, <laughs> and keep painting. The only thing that I did was I did get a small job with the school district that only took like six hours my day. And we wanna, or what have I want to know more. First off, I want to congratulate you on being a newlywed. You and Blue, let's clap it up. And I also want to know more about your art classes at Cordova Art School, because I think that's such an amazing pillar in your career. Could you elaborate a little more on that? Okay. So, yes, I, I was actually going to say something about that earlier when I was asked about how how things have, have come into place and you know what what has played into that not just the negative but there's some positive things that have just come along the way and Cordovan Art School is one of those things um, I was actually living in Harker Heights at the time and they opened up a location there and I guess they found me in the phone book and just called me and said hey you want to come in for an interview I had never thought about teaching um, it wasn't my thing. I painted murals and portraits and such, but never thought about teaching. And I went in and did the interview. And, you know, from there, of course, I've been teaching ever since. Um, it's not my first love, but I think that I've really grown at it and that it's really been um, a big part of my business. And you're impacting those kids majorly. I, I see the smiles on the faces of those kids when they show their artwork and you're you're inspiring the next generation of creators. Yes, yes. All <laughs> <my> <laughs>
it's been wonderful we're actually even um during this time especially when we can't um have all of our classes and such um we've had the opportunity to try and build an online school as well I think with everything that's going right. on, so, they're going to go online everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like this this might stretch out mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. No, I was just going to say that. I mean, she's. It seems like no matter what comes her way, I think she can handle it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's been through. I mean, from her story, she's been through a lot. Yeah, of and, and to be a yeah. entrepreneur in this day and age is tough. I mean, to be a creative entrepreneur is tough in itself. Uh, but to turn art into a product is one of the toughest transitions I think most artists go through is how do I turn my passion into a financial comfort? You know, how do we make this work that I'm doing worth it? And I think, Raya, me and you have had this conversation where we talked about our worth as creators and we have to yeah. ultimately understand our worth in this. And I think that's one of the toughest things that artists go through well also mm -hmm. now that it's getting so saturated too because i remember when we when me and martha had started out maybe what was it like two or three years ago mm -hmm. starting our businesses and stuff and actually making it into a platform it it wasn't as many people and now everywhere everybody has art everybody's selling things you know and you have to let you make yourself stand out somehow I think we're all slowly figuring yes. out how to push it out there. I think a lot of the artists have just been hidden in their caves working. And then we're all finding like, hey, I'm finally somewhere where I feel okay selling this. I'm finally like, I mm -hmm. see that yes. there's other people out there that they're great at what they do. But I like the way I do my thing. And they don't have that yet. Mm -hmm. So you start right. gaining that confidence. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely understood what Mario was talking about when she was talking about she didn't have the confidence at first and she grew into it yeah me and me me and you met Rhea a couple of times mm -hmm. the first time I met you was in Round Rock at a market we were doing the market there so I had that yeah. that gets me into my next question um when you work in markets and you do your paintings and stuff what's the the difference with you which one do you like more do you like being where you're in markets or if you have done gallery shows or just simply you just like making art to make art um doesn't matter where I fluctuate <laughs> okay yeah i think i fluctuate i i put my hand in so many pots uh, because I, I i get tired of something and then i want to do something else and then i want to come back to it so i like to go back and forth i don't like to just stick to one thing mm -hmm. and have a certain order I just like it to kind of flow so sometimes I enjoy doing the markets I've worked um I, I I mean I've worked on on different ones and I've also concentrated on murals and then sometimes it's portraits sometimes it's uh computer graphics you know I, I just like to flow between each of the the different I guess ways of creating art and then when you have to work with other artists how is that? Because I know that I saw 
uh, that you were with Rudy. Is that- yes. Okay. How was it? How was it working with different artists and having huh. to take on <laughs> and, and having to take on? Because I know you work with Tyson too, and having to take on like you know, because everybody has different personalities and how they do art and methods and stuff is completely different. So I know it's like when you have to work together, it could be a challenge. Yes, and I am a super perfectionist. And when, when I have something that I need to be done, um, <laughs> it's, it's not been easy working with different people. Um, and you mentioned Rudy. Rudy's actually the one who taught me how to paint murals. Um, oh, wow. Like years and years ago. Yeah, he, just, he said, you want to be my assistant? And, you know, I helped him with a couple of murals. I figured out some things and I tweaked them and, you know, made my own style. And um, it's it's. Ideally, I love to work with people, not too many people, because I don't like to get lost. I like to have my strengths used, you know, I like mm-hmm. to have my lane and, and be able to, to move in that lane. Um, I enjoy working with people. I'd love to do it more. However, you know, there's always, you know, there's always issues. Also, I've tried to work with people before who maybe were not um, reliable or said they could do something that they couldn't or, you know, just didn't do as well as I expected them to do. And that's really frustrating for me. So I'd like to work with people, but I'd like not to have those glitches. Disappointment (laughs) and it can be, you know, it can hurt, you know what I mean? And it can kind of way but you you know but you have extended your craft in so many other ways like the joyful inspiration the nonprofit, better to better women i think that's amazing and uh, i really want to know more about that and also like the fort hood like what you've been doing down there in fort hood for families who have lost a member in battle uh could you expound on a, on a few of those yes um yes and these are things that have have just come my way again not something i was looking for um, actually, Rudy was the one who wanted to start um, painting portraits for for soldiers or for families of soldiers where the soldiers had passed away in battle. Um, and for some reason, he wasn't able to pull it through. And so I just started offering my services and also talking to the Gold Star um, program at Fort Hood. And I painted a few. I mean, I wouldn't say I've done it on a large scale. But I have painted a few um, portraits for families, and that was really fulfilling just to be able to share something with them during that. Um, joyful inspiration. Uh, actually, I met the the lady who heads that um, that organization for battered women actually going through my own experience. And um, I ran into her, and I really wanted to do something to to give back to that community. And and that just happened so that I could join in, in retreats and teach art projects that could be healing and also share my story with people. So you say you said you work closely with the nonprofits. Um, I guess can you tell us a little bit more? I guess of your role with these nonprofits. I enjoy working with them. I don't know if I can say necessarily I've worked super close with them, um, but whenever there's an opportunity I do come in I have painted pictures for instance for battered women shelters so that they could auction them off and you know continue providing counseling and 
um, housing and everything that they provide. So um, when you, let's say, I guess, how is one way other artists can also put in work for these ladies? Yeah, how can they be? Yeah. Because we we want our artists listeners to know how they can get involved with these organizations also. How can they get in contact with the organizations? Um, I would say, I mean, just searching online or, or talking to people. I actually found them online just searching. Like I said, I needed to search for my own personal experience. Um, but I just Googled online, you know, who was doing what. Um, there are, you know, the communities have facilities where people, you know, regardless of what they're going through, they have services where people can go and get counseling, um, you know, pick up clothing and um and and you can definitely find those online just by googling them and asking them what they need i have painted uh murals for battered women uh shelters and i've also um been able to have the opportunity to go to a couple of their homes when they've been um helped to get homes and painted murals on their walls um, like I said, I've painted pictures for auction to help them raise money um, or just even volunteering at different events. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you can just look up the organizations and just call them and ask them, hey, what is it that you need? I mean, I've worked with homeless shelters as well to do different things for them. So, you know, there's always a place for, for people to help out in some capacity or another. Awesome. So, Rhea, it sounds like you are very... <laughs> yeah. <bad>. Yes. <laughs> and, My family would agree. <laughs> what, what, I would like to, what I would like to know, and I would maybe um, see if you could help out our uh, listeners with this as well, as someone who um, is an active um, full-time artist, how do you manage all that? Do you have, like, any tips and tricks for um, are there artists out there? Maybe there's an app or something that you use to kind of keep it all together from being, like, a mom to working in a lot of different areas as far as, like, your art is concerned. Like, how do you kind of manage all that? <laughs> I would say a lot of it's genetic. <laughs> 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 I don't really have – I don't have great organizational skills, but I do have a mother who is, like, super – she just does like a thousand things at one time. So, <laughs> so I say a lot of it's genetic, just needing to be busy all the time. If you're ADD, that really helps. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, w- well, actually, I think that's a very good point because I do have a lot of friends who are like ADD. And sometimes we tend to think of things like that as, as um, something that holds us back. But actually, we need to think of everything about us uh, as yes. a blessing, you know, there's some way that you can use it. If you have a lot of yeah. energy, you can use it in this way. Um, it's not for everybody, but if you have a passion for it, um, I would just say go for it. But yes, I mean, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy being busy, but I've also been able to uh, incorporate my kids in what I do. They've been my models. They've been <laughs> girl, they've you're preaching. <laughs> They've gone to shows with me. Yeah, they've gone to shows and they've helped me advertise and and you know, I mean they're they're part of it and they enjoy it too. They get to to work on art projects with me and such. So you and know, that's and I, I, I feel like, like people I, I feel like people are more accepting too, because like people ask me all the time whenever I go to meetings and stuff like that and do stuff like they see me everywhere and they're just like, Oh, but you have a kid. I'm like 
my kids present at all my meetings and you yes. and, and like <laughs> he and he's chilling with me when i'm doing stuff with production or i'm working with different organizations and stuff everybody knows bastion as much as they know me so i feel like people yes. don't realize how accept more accepting they are they know that you're a mother they know that you you have a family and that you need to tend to your family a lot of people will work with you like a lot of a lot of moms and even dads are like real hesitant to do certain things because they have to deal with their kids but i tell people all the time shoot take yeah. them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab your kids and go. Yeah. But I think that's really inspirational yes, for people I, I too, because you have a lot time. of people who think that that might hold them back. So I mean, I think that's really inspirational that you know to hear, especially from both of you guys um, who have made it um, with kids. So I mean, I think that's really inspirational for people to hear. Yeah, I know your your family should definitely be part of it, and I'm very grateful to Blue, who I just married. Um, he is an artist as well so um that meshes really well we understand each other we can both be up at midnight you know working on <laughs> working on projects and having been out there dating too i see how important it is to have someone who they don't necessarily have to do the same thing that you do understand it but someone who has that yeah. understanding yeah, yeah. That respect for what you do yeah me and martha are pretty much in the same position too because her husband and my husband are both tattoo artists that happen to work with each other. And so we both are married to artists. So it works so much better. I know for me, myself, whenever I'm telling my husband, like, hey, I need to work on this mm -hmm. project. And he's like, yeah, I know. I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I totally yes. get that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we definitely, we've definitely yes. learned how to take turns here at the house. When one day he works, it's I take care of the kids from morning to bedtime. The next day, it's my turn. And that's how we've been able to rotate yeah. and yes. get things done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, must yeah daddy, exactly. daddy do hair. Daddy do Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, I, look, Tyson, I want to see your little girl's hair, though. I want to see that. I want to see a daddy's hair. Oh, the hair challenge. That'd be great. Yep. Yeah, man, we got to I got to see that hair. We got to cut out that stereotype, man. We got to know. We got to put it out there. I mean, some dads out there that do their duties, man. They are. <laughs> they do the there is. There is. Duty, I mean, duty. Right. Duty, we do. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Both ways. Yeah. So, My husband be doing So, right, I guess uh, I want to, I guess, transition more a little bit into your work do you i'm looking at a picture right here of you is some love earrings is that something you made is that one of your creations um like do you laser cut and um no okay. i don't laser cut um i do enjoy making earrings and that was another thing that i stumbled on <laughs> um, <laughs> actually um my daughter was trying to raise money to go on a school trip or something and I was like, well, I'll help you figure out a way to raise some money. And so we started making earrings together. And she ended up getting all these people, all these kids were coming to her to get some earrings. She did very well. I remember making yeah. bracelets yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, let me continue mm -hmm. the song. Let me experiment with different things. I, I don't do any laser cutting. I do, however, I can take my paintings, um, make reproductions, and put them onto 
wooden jewelry. I do that okay. with earrings. Um, some of them I hand paint. Oh, um, cool. I enjoy a little bead work as well. I feel like that's every creative. Yes. Oh, yeah. Can you tell them about the, the little shoe shelf that you built for your home? Like when, when y'all no, because I want, I want, yeah. Shoe shelf. I mean, it's a pretty amazing. I know it's not had anything to do with like painting or nothing like that, like her expertise, but she she's working with tools, like working with a drill and screwdrivers. <laughs> no, no. You're like saying regular. Okay, house, all right. Stuff. I think Ty, I think Tyson trying to get something right. built to put to put them sneakers. We know what you meant. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I um I love to build. I love to create. Like I said, I mean, in grade school, I'd love to build like little model houses, and then it just grew from there. I love my saws; they're my babies. Um, <laughs> and, and we just talked about like like roles in the house, and and that's mine. I have all the tools. Um, Blue, he does like the cooking and stuff like that. <laughs> I think that's a little bit more. That's a little bit more difficult for me trying to think of something new every day when it comes to that area. But when it comes to like building things, I love it. And so, yes, I do. I have a YouTube channel and I video wow. myself building things or painting pictures. What's the YouTube? What's, the, what's, what's this YouTube mm -hmm. channel? Tell you everyone what is. Yeah, throw that out there. Um, what is <laughs> 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 You got to be ready for these guys. You got to be. Art studio i think that's the the uh youtube channel phoenix art studio with the furniture and stuff yeah well i think i think it's phoenix art 8523 i was gonna say i actually have like four of them for different different reasons that's why i paused but <laughs> no, wor no worries no worries okay. uh we uh, phoenix art studio so is the name of your business right and and, yes. and the basis yes. of your business is commissions or mules or, or, or your canvas art? Um, I would say the things that I enjoy the most that I've tried to hone it down to just a couple of things are portrait painting and mural painting. But there's a lot of other things. I, I do face painting. Um, I've done computer work. Uh, graphics before it's not my favorite though um, so I've kind of tried to get away from that <laughs> but murals and portraits I'd say are my my specialty and and if there anybody out there wanted to reach out to you and collaborate with you how would they contact you um, I'd say my website is the easiest place because I actually have um, links to everything else so social media uh, YouTube everything uh, my Etsy store is on my my website which is phoenixartstudio.net phoenixartstudio.net awesome. ATA Artist Social yeah. listeners you have experienced Raya Rose man go out and support her art go out and reach out to her follow her on Instagram follow her on all her social media sites and y'all will be seeing a lot of her because we will be advertising and pushing and promoting her art for the next episode for the next week. Be tuned. That is a wrap for episode three. 